This week, we're covering Ruby and The Batman's Grave, both out on DC. Hey, this is First Issue Club Podcast, your weekly comic book podcast where we lead you through the muddy and sometimes murky that world that is the comic book landscape. I want to say this about our podcast. We cover new. We're, we're way, 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 way into new, the world of like newness of comic books. So if you have any interest in knowing what's going on with comic books now, you have found the best comic book podcast in your life. Make it and uh, break it. Keep us as part of you all the time um, and share it and do all that kind of stuff. We're, uh, we're excited about comic books and we're excited about you listening to this podcast. If Yeah, if, if you're interested in stuff... From a year ago, we don't care. We only we talked s- about it a year ago, though. <laughs> so I guess you could go back and listen to us talking about it then. Yep, I truly am obsessed with like new shit, though. Like I can't stop when new music comes out each week. I love perusing those new singles Ooh. from every artist and every chart, <laughs> even country. A little bit, yeah. Good. I, I that's good. Of you. Mm-hmm. I hate the people that are like, I don't really like grabbing country. <laughs> what a white person thing to say. <laughs> that is. Is it a white hipster thing to say? I think it's an uneducated person thing to say. Okay. Yeah, I don't like country and hip hop. <laughs> so what do you like? The Red Hot Chili Peppers and ACD, you dumb fuck? Probably. Yeah. yeah you're on. stuck in your dream of Californication. <laughs> I just like Queen. I really think they did it best. Um. <laughs> anyway, I like new. <laughs> cool. New is the definition of me. That was our mission statement. <laughs> new is the definition of me. Yes. New, 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 new. Now, 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 now. Um. But anyway, so that's good. There was a a convention that happened over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I heard a little about this. Uh, New York Comic Con. Lots of like. Little things happened here and there. It was kind of fun for like, there's a bunch of books that are kind of specking because of uh, conversations had or panels had. Yep. You've been to New York City Comic Con before. I've right? been three times. Hey. Mm-hmm. How does uh, it compare to other Comic Cons you've been to? Fucking love it. Really? And I went during the time of when it was still finding its footing. Yep. Um, a little bit. And uh, it really, like at the time, DC was at in New York as well mm-hmm. and and Marvel is in New York and it just kind of became like the well we know San Diego is about the big movies and all of that kind of stuff we're going to do a little bit of TV show but a lot of but a lot of comic book stuff yeah and like just the cosplay is out of this world mm-hmm. um and it's just some of my favorite like just truly happy moments were being at that convention it's the one i think i want to try to get to the most just because it does seem like the biggest one that's still about comic books. Yes. Like, my perception is, is that you can go to San Diego Comic-Con and just, like, look at T-shirts and see lines for panels. Yeah. Like, why would I want to go to, like, the CW booth? I want to, like, cruise, like, long boxes and meet creators. Totally. Yep. And you could still do that at NYCC. Yeah, and, and, NY- and NYCC has a bunch of, like, Video games are really popular. Okay. Adult Swim makes a big splash there. Yep. Uh, Walking Dead has a big panel usually. Um, things like that. So they still do a lot of like that stuff. But like, man, they're so good with like the late night like 
parties for like watch this premiere anime and then go to this bar and like there's just like a cool like new york nerd culture Mm -hmm. that has grown with it that make it a great convention yeah um so yeah it's it's fun so anyway they made a bunch of announcements right before this announcement and a lot of people have actually famous people i'm talking the famous of famous people have uh responded to this quote by morton martin scorsese an Italian-American, which... Oh, we didn't say this. Who's I call on the, him Marty. Marty. Uh, on the podcast today is me, Budget King. Oh, I'm Mike D. And Mike D. Uh, Mike D's last name is DeStacy. Yep. Budget King's last name, when he's not using his alias, is Russo. We're both Italian-Americans. Stasi and Russo. Yeah, we're both Italian-Americans who love Italian shit, and we love our Martin Scorsese. Until he says dumb shit. Like this. He says, Marvel movies are not cinema. He says, I don't see them. I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well made as they are, with actors doing the best they can under circumstances, is theme parks. Fuck you and your fucking dumbass glasses, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> now, what do you think about that quote? I don't like it. It's a I'm- pretentious. It is. I mean, I get that these movies aren't the highest form of art and theater, but at the same time, they make hundreds of millions of dollars, nigh billions sometimes, <laughs> Yes, yeah. for a reason. I think there's a high degree of difficulty in making these movies people pleasers for like the vast number of audiences that go see them, and... To layer on top of that, the continuity they have to keep up with and still honoring that and making these movies as good as they are, like the the people who create them are incredibly talented people and amazing at what they do. I think it's so disrespectful to talk about this thing that just regardless of what you think about it, you have to acknowledge it's an incredible feat. Like, being able to put out a movie that got the ratings it did and had people going and seeing it as many times as they did is unbelievable. And Thanos is now, like, pop culture icon. Totally. They made that character, like, larger than the comics themselves, I think. Maybe you're someone who honestly doesn't like action movies. And if that's the case... I'm fine with you not liking any of the Marvel movies and saying none of them are for me. But to group them together so specifically as everyone does and saying, nah, they're all bad. I'm not going to go see any of those. There's so many of them. They're destroying movies and the movie-going culture. In fact, they've saved the movie-going culture. (laughs) I think so. I mean, They have. I mean, like, money-wise. They're probably the reason a lot of theaters are still open is because they release these things with such regularity now that people are interested in going to see them. Our theaters show movies that are smaller affairs, and you can probably afford to do those things when you're selling out these like big blockbuster movies. And I know the actors like doing passion projects because they're making fucking millions of dollars being in like playing Captain America. Now you can go make your, like, art house movie you've been wanting to make forever. Absolutely. And, like, and, fund and, your life. And I think it's all, those are all cinema. 
that's th- this is the thing that I have two points I, about it. I'm realizing I went on a huge monologue there, and maybe I sound like a crazy person. No, I have two points as well. So okay. I just heard your whole thing, and I thought I answer need to with add, your own monologue. I need to add a couple things, <laughs> so it couldn't have been that long if I still have a couple points. To okay, make. great. One, it's low hanging fruit to call Marvel movies not good cinema. Yeah, that. I used to actually teach cinema and and media, college courses. That is something the average Joe would walk into my class and and say if they had seen a handful of, like, dumbass movies to make them think that they're smart, right? Right. So totally, like, not that intelligent, right? And and, a more intelligent thing might be able to say, hmm, I don't really like movies with Leonardo DiCaprio in it. All that's all your fucking movies. <laughs> I don't really like broed out movies about the mafia. You know, th- those don't really like speak to me. Yeah, right. That right. might be a more interesting thing to say about cinema. And if you could tell me why that's not cinema, I would listen and read your article. I'm not going to listen and read or hear you talk about these not being cinema just because you compare them to theme parks. Great, great job. That's just yeah. that's that's not that smart. It's a great point to make. That what he does is uber repetitive. Yes. And I mean, that's the largest target that action movies or these Marvel movies have on their back. You boil it down to like high stakes, the world is going to end, and there's a bunch of explosions and fights, and our heroes save the day. Yeah. Right? I, Mob movies are the fucking same, too. <laughs> and just because you're like, oh, we're going to look at the police now. We're looking at an Irish. This is, hey, this isn't Italian mob. This is Irish mob. Yeah, it's like, would you like these movies better if uh, Doctor Strange took more contemplative pauses? <laughs> right. If you like, make it not about magic and make it about someone selling drugs, and right. he, and he takes a few more pauses than he does otherwise. <laughs> yeah, it's like, really is the it pacing. All, is it all of a sudden art? Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is that. I look at comic book mm-hmm. heroes like the cast iron skillet of folklore, of like of, of telling of, of characters. <laughs> uh-huh. They have been baked for so long with so much story that to utilize them is to speaking to like 50 years plus of character stuff. So it is a true work of art to take one of those characters, pluck them and utilize them in your storyline. Like, that takes talent and to do it well. And in fact, proven so, because there are so many fucking bad superhero movies. Tons of them. So it's not easy to make a good superhero movie. Not at all. And you know what? I like theme parks and I like movies. (laughs) I want to be entertained. And in fact, when I spend my $13 to go Mm -hmm. see a movie, I want to be entertained as such as I'm in a roller coaster for two and a half hours. I'll say this. I'll say this too. The the more that the world feels like shit the more i don't want to go see movies that make me feel like shit right like i don't want to watch bad people do bad things and not get a comeuppance (laughs) (laughs) and like if your whole thing is like the good guys always win so in my movies you're gonna question like are the good guys actually bad Right. I'd, All right. Now I leave with like, oh, there is no morality in our public services. It's the thanks. Sa- <laughs> That's how I wanted to like 
lighten the mood on my Friday. Well, it's the same thing as like somebody going to an art museum and seeing um, abstract art and being like, that ain't art. I could paint that. I really like that comparison. You know, you go into a whole modern wing of, of a building yeah. and say, all of this invalidated because it's using simplicity to yeah. get the message across. And I, as an accomplished white male, am going <laughs> to define what art is. And this is not art. Uh-huh. You know, go fuck yourself. How about How about this? It's the comic book movies are the movie-going experience of a funny T-shirt. This T-shirt is so comfy. <laughs> it's got a great goof on it that makes you smile. Yep. You have a great time when you're wearing it. When you wear it, other people want to talk about it and comment on your funny T-shirt. Great. I love it. Great thing to wear on a fucking Tuesday. Yep. You know what's not fun to wear on a Tuesday? <laughs> what? A three-piece suit. (laughs) Something you would wear to an art exhibit. The finer things. Yeah. Really dialed in. Made made with... Let somebody know you're a Talking Heads fan. Amazing. Made with amazing attention to detail. Mm -hmm. A little uncomfortable. Doesn't doesn't just make you smile. The other thing that I like about it is it's it's tone deaf to the classicism that it is. Yeah. Because... Um, much like when we were talking about somebody saying before, I don't like country and I don't like hip hop yep. to say, I don't like Marvel movies. You forget that the vast amount of younger people, lower economic people, um, even people of color probably actually prefer those movies over your art house mafia movies. Yeah. And so, and that doesn't, and I don't think we disclude their opinion on what makes art. In fact, I think we value, we value that. That's a great take too. So, it I think it's a lame conversation to even say what is art and what's not. Yeah, that I just agree. it's a dumb that 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 in and of itself shows that like you're not that intellectual, right? If if you you still have to categorize things like that and, and worry about who yeah. like what art is and what good art is and what bad art is. Not a huge fan of that statement. I never thought that I would come swinging out, like, vehemently defending Marvel movies. Me either. Because I like them, Mm -hmm. but I'm not, and we've talked about this a lot. I think Greg is, like, he's not here to represent himself. I think Greg is, like, he loves Marvel movies, right? Uh You and I, well, me, I won't speak for you, I could take them or leave them, Uh and I'm I'm very much surprised and delighted when I find good ones. Yeah. And and happy to, to sing their praises. Yep. Let's get this podcast started. First up, we got Ruby, that's R-W-B-Y, in case you were wondering, on DC Comics, which is a little bit confusing to me because this is not a DC entity, and uh, so now it is it is a DC entity, I guess. For those who don't know, Ruby is a very popular, Americanized television show, dare I say, looks a bit anime. But I, I know that's a hot, contested thing about this show. That it looks anime? Um, I think that, from what I understand, 
true anime heads call this show faux anime. Okay. And that the fans of this show are not concerned with whether or not it's anime or not. They're actually bigger fans of the production animation house and, and fans of an, American animation. Got it. Because as a layperson to animation, I look at this and I say, that's anime. And I would validate you if you, you said that. Yeah. But I'm just giving, that's the, therein in life. I need to be cultured. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's cultured or just context or not. This comes to us from a production house called Rooster Teeth. Okay. Which um, what got famous from animating Halo video games and making them like funny yep and then developed a whole production house from that <laughs> that's insane and their fandom is is rabid and, and in fact i don't know if you knew this all four voice actors of ruby were at the kansas city comic-con and their lines were fucking insane i knew this this is where most of my context for this lies is that i know it's immensely famous and i know there are voice actors but other than that, I had no concept of what this was. And to be honest, reading through this five pages in, I was like, oh, it's a video game. <laughs> right? The way they were setting up, like, yes. we battle these things and yeah. we each use our special powers. I was like, oh, it's setting up the premise of the video game and explaining it to me. Yes. I 100% thought it was an RPG that people are obsessed with. There are two ways to read this comic book. Okay. One... I think most people would just say, huh, new DC book. Let me just try it out. Yeah. And like, and see how it is. Okay. Utter clusterfuck if you're going to do that, <laughs> I have to say. Well, yeah. Can I chime in? Yes, please. So my thing would be, yeah. I'm going to get a fun action story with these like four badass looking women on the cover. And, and the weapons, the detail to their weapons just look fucking awesome. Yeah. It looks killer. Everything that's, a, well, I'm not going to say everything. 90% of things that are pre-existing entities before they become a comic book or graphic novel end up spending a lot of time explaining to you what the thing is. Yes. And it's not an interesting way to tell a story. Just give me a bunch of dialogue of like the history of five years up until now. It's, it's one of the problems of just writing a story. Yeah. It's not interesting to do that. How do you get around it? Right. Or do you just do it? Well, I'll tell you from reading so many first issues as we do that one of the good ways to do it is sprinkle in little bits of history either through dialogue naturally or you can give me flashback sequences where something in someone's present is mirroring or reflecting something that happened in their past and so we're jumping to what's happening essentially in that character's head. Like, oh, this yeah. is what shaped me as a person and now you know why I'm reacting this way in the present. Or that's, or this is what raises the stakes to this something that, the scenario that's happening in the present. Reading all the setup is boring, and it feels a bit alienating to rush me through this like immense world that you're trying to set up in just a few pages. But even more so, it's unnecessary for fans who are already into this. So that's the other way of reading this. Yeah. The second way you could read this, and more the more likely way you would read this, is that you're a fan of Ruby, and you said, oh shit, there's a comic book, I'm going to read that. In which case, you're going to be bored the first six pages because you know what this is already. What a disservice this would be to yeah. you. Yeah. I popped on some Ruby 
because I was like, this seems cool. And that show looks badass. Yeah. It looks fun and awesome. And this comic book doesn't do it justice. I don't think. It, I, did, I didn't feel that. If I was a fan of the show, I would be like, okay, I'm getting a rehashing of the characters I already know. Yeah. So it, what it felt like to me, and I don't, I don't make decisions at DC. I know a lot of people think that I do, <laughs> but I don't. You don't? A Budget King does not. Okay. Um, BKDC? <laughs> BKDC. What I think happened is somebody from Rooster Teeth is like, yo, DC, we got huge numbers. Let me show them to you. Mm-hmm. batshit bonkers fan craziness yep. you want to publish this they're like eh uh, we do we d- we have a lot of imprints but we're just going to put it on the main line anyway we have more imprints than we should yeah do these characters <laughs> exist <laughs> alongside like Green Lantern apparently <laughs> and we don't have a place to fit it but da- god damn are your numbers good we're just going to do it anyway and we're not even going to give you an editor <laughs> That's what it felt like. It felt like they didn't have somebody read this and be like, what's the experience of reading this? Yeah, it was off in its own zone, wasn't it? Yeah. It didn't read like a normal DC book at all. It didn't read like a comic book. Yeah. Like, it actually read like um, you would draw up a show a little bit. Well, it's tough. Like, I, I got to a point where I was probably almost to the staples, and I was like, I've maybe come across two word bubbles, one of which was just someone yelling, Ruby! Right. That much narration with just, like, pictures in the background, just knock that out in one preemptive page that I can read or not. Like, hey, if you need context, here it is on one page. Otherwise, let's get to these this kick-ass team, like, jumping 30 feet into the air and chopping a monster in half. There's there's two whole pages of just explaining what their powers are, of which I was like, I got to the end and I was like, God, I, I can't remember all of that. <laughs> like, I just, I one of them can clone, like, demon shit or something. Yeah, right. Show it, me them doing that Yeah, to stop, in the like, context of a normal narrative. Right. Then we go into this whole, like, the Battle of Beacon Academy, the island of, the harbor of Vale, the helipad of Beacon, the home of Taeyang. And I'm just like, what like maybe that makes sense to me if i've seen the show but even then i would have to be like what episode was that like where in the storyline was it you like know, you know what it did though it made me think this might actually be a cool show to watch it did that for me too yeah because i'm reading through this and i'm like okay like i kind of dig that premise it's definitely not paying off here, <laughs> but you know where that might be cool? The thing that this came from, which I assumed was a video game, and I said, maybe I'll download that game on my phone. Yeah, well, the show is good. <laughs> but it's a show, and I, I'll, maybe I'll give the show a try. Along anime lines, mm-hmm. I recently have been watching Evangelion. Um, yeah. Oh, is a- there like a new one? No. Well, okay. there is going to be a new movie. That's what I thought. Yeah. Have you ever seen the original tel- 1995 television show? Yes. Was uh, it from 1995? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, like, it's really good. Yeah. And, like, it does, I guess, the, t- the, t- the subject of fan service came from that, like, making, like, some anime women kind of, like, have their boobs bounce yeah. a little bit and, like, right. and, and, like being, like, uh, seductive and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, even though that co- show kind of famously had a, um, a gay love interest or... Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, I had a nerve shirt. Did you? Yep. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
I wanted to get a shirt that said like get in the fucking rov- robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway, um loved it. And and it like reminded me a bit of just like I know where this would come out of anime culture of just like women-centric kind of like characters yep. having to battle for the existence of Earth. Mm-hmm. There's a long history of anime doing that. Yep. Um I would totally watch a show. This seems like an interesting take on that. Yep. Comic book form you also got to do something else that like a manga wouldn't do, I guess. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it, I don't know. We don't often read um, things that are like pre-existing entities that are like right. IDW does this a lot with yep. like television shows and stuff and we normally pass on them. Um, there was a great, uh, look to be great, uh, Buffy event mm-hmm. um, that got launched this week that we skipped because it's like there's so much you know fandom behind that that yeah. we don't understand we took a chance on this like i would i bet dc is hoping a lot of people did and not a great payoff yeah from what i knew about the culture of the show and its fans seemed like there was a huge crossover with comic books and i thought this has got to be a mondo thing that this is happening and it could be that we're getting a little more character depth through this and it's a fun thing for people who like the show to see, like... Kind of like fan art? Yeah, right, like, or fan fiction. Yeah. That it's like, here's this adjunct piece of content that says, hey, you didn't know anything about this character's mom, for example. So we're going to show you these characters as children, and we're going to learn more about their mom. And maybe the second issue gives you a little bit more of that and some fun side story stuff that intersperses you alongside, like, a season of the show. Which, if you're a mega fan, that's a really fun way to, like, explode out the universe Yeah, of that. I mean, I'll give an example. Um, Adventure Time, mm-hmm. in comic book form, killed it. Yeah. Amazing. I hear those are really yeah. good. Yeah, start to finish. And mm-hmm. all the little, like, sh- like offshoots that they did yep. and stuff. Such a fun experience reading that. Anime. And they were tonally, like, they matched. Oh, absolutely. The, the show. And, and you know what? We both have not seen a full episode of this show, so this may totally match it. Sure. Although what I've seen of the show, this it blows it out of the water. Yeah. Like this comic book. So I would love to hear from a fan of this show to hear what they think as well. There was a Jim Lee cover though. So Yeah, we bought the Jim Lee cover. Yeah. We got duped. This is one of those cardstock DC variants that they charge a whole dollar more because the cover is cardstock. I didn't realize it until I was in the checkout line of like Oh, this is a virgin. It's a three ninety nine comic, and we paid four ninety nine for yeah, it. Yeah, for the better cover. The other cover was not even close to how cool this the virgin cover is. Yeah, though. I like this one a lot. So, got a cool cover. Got a Jim Lee cover, I guess. And that's it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it is. is it, it, this is something that somebody that watches the show would have to answer. Is it weird that her name is Ruby, and then the they in sync themselves? So it's like they they're they're team name is the first letter of their of name. each of their names yeah but it also spells, spells ruby, ruby. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point <laughs> it actually didn't cross my mind but you're right it's like seems like eh, you're kind of the star of this that's right not, that's not fair yeah we should all equally be represented it would be as if justin timberlake's name was in sync <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's great so am i thinking of that right is that is well that... no what do I think? There's some boy band that's like, it's their names. I don't know. It's not Backstreet Boys. Nope. <laughs> but that's Ruby. Yep. If you came here for Ruby, we wish they would have done you better service. 
Hopefully the comic book gets better if you stick with it. And next up, we have the Batman's Grave. Just in time for Halloween, we got Scary Batman. If bats aren't scary enough, why don't you throw in a grave? (laughs) So we got a maxi series by Warren Ellis, great author who has done a lot of things. And uh, we're going to get a 12-issue crazy Batman arc and the crux of this story is that Batman is so infatuated with figuring out who is dead. Is he dead himself? Yeah, he puts himself in place of the victim so often that he's completely lost his humanity. Yes. I thought that was a clever spin on what we thought we were going to get from a book titled The Batman's Grave. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know what also irks my tater? The Batman. (laughs) This is something that, like, consistently he's called the Batman. Like, that is canon. Yeah. But everyone on my Earth in existence (laughs) calls him Batman. The Batman. If you're talking to a comic book fan, a person who only is familiar with the movies, and... They say, oh, did you see what the Batman did in that preview? <laughs> you, they, they might be attending the Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're right. The, it's weird, right? The Batman is never colloquially said. Right. Yeah. So it's weird to put it in a title. Totally yep. agree with you. Uh, this comic book, mm-hmm. outside of that, um, I, a surprise Certified to me. fresh for me. Really? Yes. Yeah. I really liked it. Start to finish, and and maybe it was in juxtaposition to reading Ruby, and we also read Doctor Doom for our Patreon. Uh Um, Immediately when I started reading it, I was gripped by it and, like, just flew through it. I would agree. A lot of things that are crime thriller are easy to make that way. Mm. Like good old whodunit. Yes. And Batman... Is he not a detective? He is. Uh, in fact, I think that's the title of one of his biggest lines. <laughs> <laughs> he could be the world's greatest. Yes, detective. And that's isn't that the heart of what Batman is? A detective? He's a detective. That's and what the Batman is. The Batman is a detective. <laughs> i just say it again for posterity. Do you think when they were sitting in a room trying to come up with, what's our next funny book going to be? Someone said, what if Sherlock Holmes was a crazy person and dressed as an animal? <laughs> Have you ever read really old issues of Batman? Um, like, I, I'm talking very old. Like, near Batman's inception. No. I wonder if his bat suit is more a function of just, like, spying on people at night. And he's is. just, like, a great detective. I can hide behind this cape when I need to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he really does live into his own, like, theme of it. Yeah. And also, like, and, and this doesn't often get talked about, what a, like, not a powerful animal to choose as, like, your mantle. Mm, right. He does live in a cave, though, so I guess it's, it's accurate. He stalks the night. Yes, there we go. Um, 
there. We've we've dissected. We did a, a name surgeon on this, mm-hmm. and we didn't even boop, think boop, we would. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Good junk. <laughs> oh, I'm back. Uh, this being a whodunit yep. story um, has quite the reveal at the end. Did it fool you? Here was my sole frustration with the book. <laughs> <laughs> at the end should we just say what like the the reveal is the guy who murdered him is like living in the guy's floorboards yeah is uh, that what is happening did I read that right he pulls up the floorboards in the apartment and the murderer is like <laughs> you got me <laughs> <laughs> okay or or is that Batman doing the narration of the killer who has also killed himself and because he is a victim, Batman now speaks for that character. Does that line of thinking make sense? I know I sound like a crazy person having hashed that out, but that's that's what's happening here. So what I... That's actually more interesting. What I thought it was yep. is the person who lives in the apartment killed the other guy and hid in the floor. Oh. You're right. You think that's right? I think you're right. Okay. Yep. Doesn't make it that much different. And stayed in the floor because he was like, my thing. <laughs> I was lonely. <laughs> I think is what he says. Is that what he says at the yeah. end? I was but lonely. I go back. He's obsessed with Batman, too. Yeah, he's obsessed with Batman. Was his whole thing to get Batman there? Oh. That could be interesting. Maybe that was it. I just go back and, I, and I'm reading through Batman's reasoning to have had the revelation that he had. That the guys in the floor, like, the steps he took from the context clues were just so, like, miles to the left of where it's, this would have led anyone there's but some, the world's greatest detective, There's I guess. something missing here that it's, like, it had to do with, like, what he would have taken mm-hmm. as the mantle for the serial killer. I don't really know. Still good, though. Without that, like... Still good. And uh, what the only thing that could have made this better yep. is as Batman is accepting... Might I already be dead mm-hmm. in this world? Is that it would have made sense for him to join a black metal band and start painting his face in corpse paint and accept nihilism? I think that's the true arc of Batman. Hmm. <laughs> would I read that comic book? I would certainly buy an issue of it. You would buy it. Your money would be spent on that comic yeah. book. Yeah. As he, he has to tour and he has to figure out, like, you know. That's uh, the natural progression of his complex. Yes, he joins a black metal band. If he doesn't kill himself, he joins a black metal band. He just took like 40 years longer than most people take to get there. Right, yeah. Most people because do it in their 20s. You and I, yeah, we did it yeah. in our teens. Even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but back, yeah. And in, in, and in this moment... He's a little slow to emotionally evolve is what yes, you're saying to me. We are, yeah, we're we're more... Woke to the world than Batman is. Yeah. I emotionally died at 16, started my <laughs> punk band. Now I'm over it. Right. Yeah. I tell people at work all the time, don't worry about Mike dying. He's already dead. <laughs> or Budget King dying. I'm already dead. <laughs> I'm already dead. Rob Zombie. <laughs> uh, other thing about this comic book, it, g- it gave me some much needed action. The action scenes in this uh, were great. I love great paneling and great punches, some great like bloody splatters. Yes, there's, there's some good Batman violence. In Saves this. the detective. Yeah, him out stalking the night. Classic Batman stuff. Classic. 
I enjoyed this as somebody who uh, pops in and out of DC quite a bit. A lot of characters that I love. A lot of stories that I really enjoy reading. But at the same time, the accessibility of a lot of them, pretty rough. This was like, if you have a concept of who Batman is, you can crack this open, have a great time with it. It tells a story from beginning to end with the promise of an ongoing arc. Yep. Mwah, 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 mwah. I give it five mwahs. Five mwahs. It, does, it deserves five mwahs. Thank you. When I brought this comic book up to the cash register, mm-hmm. the person checking me out said, because I had bought it after I bought all my books, oh, you, you forgot the Batman book. And I wanted to be like, bitch, there was eight this week. New Batman books. Forgot the Batman book. And I think that is the one problem with this book is yeah. in the sea of Batman that you could always be purchasing, this might get lost. Yeah. And it stands above the crowd a little bit. It does. Can I say, here's something that's just, I can't move on until I say it. Our shop marks up blank covers like a dollar or two. Sell those at cover price. Nobody even wants those fuckers. Why are you selling blank covers for more than the cover price of a normal comic book? No. Do you ever buy them rather than other than just to like give to your friends with cool art? That's my thing. I buy them to doodle on them and give to like my comic book friends as like birthday cards and it's fucking awesome. Like wedding yeah. cards and shit like that. Uh that's what most people do with them, I think, is tinker. Or they maybe get one artist they like to kind of or, sign or them. Or you get an artist you like to do it. That's where the value comes from. The immense amount of money you're probably spending to have a good artist draw an original piece of artwork on the comic. The comic itself is worth nothing. <laughs> Nobody's hunting white black Yeah, it holds zero value. It's the least cool looking version of all of them. Yeah. It's blank. That is so weird that they Cov- mark them up. It needs to be cover price. Yeah. Is it that they throw them in a bag and board? They and throw them in a bag and board and they charge like a dollar or two more. They're charging you a dollar for the bag and board. That's the noise you get. I've said my piece. We can officially move on. Well, yes, you have. <laughs> what did you think about the tombstone, the beginning of the story? Oh. Was your assumption Bruce Wayne has died? There's something about that tombstone that I saw in a headline, too, somewhere. Um, yeah. I thought we were going to go with, like, another Batman died story. Yeah. But he I, already did. My assumption was going to be, like, this is Batman navigating the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Oh, but which we got in a little bit of uh, that um, Batman, not damned, but the other one, where he's, like, carrying around Joker's head. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that was cool. I can't remember what the name of it yeah. was. That matter. You're screaming at us into your uh, podcast device. No, it's this thing. I want it. That the third printing of that book came out this week too. Fuck, third printing. <laughs> yeah, the hardback, the fat boy. Man, thick boy. That's what it's called. Um, I got a graphic novel called Selling Comics. Oh, look at you! It's not a graphic novel. It's fucking text. It's a book. It's a book about how to sell comics. And maybe in there they say, don't charge a dollar more for uh, a blank. Yeah. <laughs> you can highlight it and give it back to our store owners. I will, yeah. Thank you to all of our fans. You've done us a great service. We love you. 
rate and review five stars, please. This is the Budget King and Mike D from Philly. <laughs> This has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T. Good. It's a good take. Good. Yes. It's good. I would agree. That was a good. That was, that was good. That was good. It's good.